following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Media Match, a roundtable of Cowboys insiders dropping wisdom and offering sizzling takes on the current state of your Dallas Cowboys. Now your host, Steve Dennis. Well, 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 here we are. Here the Dallas Cowboys are, exactly where they and us couldn't wait to be, where they and us knew they would be. A lot's happened, injuries, COVID, bad losses, none of it matters now because here we are, the Wednesday before the first postseason weekend where it all matters for the Dallas Cowboys, maybe so more so than any other team in the league. This is Media Mash. I'm Steve Dennis. Let's just jump right in and ask our trio of beat writers today, Jory Epstein of USA Today, Clarence E. Hill Jr. of Fort Worth Star-Telegram, and Rob Phillips from all Cowboys platforms. Ladies and gentlemen, all things considered, health-wise, COVID-wise, we have reached this Wednesday, and it couldn't be a better, more perfect situation for the Cowboys, could it not? They're healthy. They're all out of COVID protocol, knock on wood. Uh, They're locked and loaded, are they not? Chill? From a Cowboys standpoint, they're going to playoffs in the best possible situation from a health standpoint, from a confidence standpoint, from a feeling good standpoint. From a matchup standpoint, it's not the best matchup you had hoped for for a wild card game. Is that what you're asking? You know, which is the you know the best situation? We we can get into the matchup here in just a second. But, but just from a Cowboys but, standpoint, but, yes. But I'm just saying every, everything we've discussed all season long with Tyron in and out, with no. the inconsistency on the line, with with all the no COVID excuses. issues, it, they're locked and loaded. No, now, we'll no get excuses. into the matchup. No True. excuses. Yeah. No no excuses. Get it done. Yeah. You know how the the Friday before the Super Bowl. Both teams, there's never anybody on the injury report, and that's that's a crock because every there nobody's that healthy this time that time of year. But the Cowboys legitimately are as healthy as you really can possibly be on January twelfth, twenty twenty two. You're right; they're they're physically they're doing very well. COVID is the ever present threat, but in terms of injuries, they're they're doing well. You got the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. That's what I, I did not heard. say. See, that's see, what I heard. What I love from Clarence is he's saying no excuses. What I start by saying is it's completely a positive vibe. So we'll get to the no excuses to turn it to that vibe. But is I got it... some questions about the hat. Is this like an, an <laughs> NFC Championship? Chill already asked me about that. I mean, it, it looks like a Republican convention it, it's hat. It's like a deer blind like kind of hat. Trump. Look like a Trump hat or something like that. Do you remember what I told you when you got on me last time for this hat? <laughs> I this thought is, it was the NFC. It's the North-South. We have a competition at our club. It's a Ryder Cup. Are you part of the South? Right. I'm the North. South? Okay. It's, oh the North, it's the North side of the locker the room against the <laughs> South. Okay, that's all it is. That's all it is. It does. It does look like the NFC logo. Yeah, that's and awesome. and the North won the Cup this year. By the I way, I didn't know if we should be getting like some wild card. Did you get a hat for that? Hats. Oh but yes, God. all that's to say, I agree. This team is healthy. The COVID guys are back, other than Jaron Curse, who's got a hamstring and is in COVID protocol, but he's expected to be available. So that's really good news. And I, I think the mindset's good too. I think Mike McCarthy told us he let the team know maybe no more basketball games until the playoffs is over, are over. So. 
I thought that that was a wise coaching note for him to make after we saw some guys land on the COVID list. And I think that they're excited. I mean, we were talking to a bunch of the guys this afternoon. And when you have Micah Parsons meeting with DeMarcus Ware for lunch and Zeke talking about just how this is when legends are made, like, I think they are understanding what's at stake and what they need to go do. All right, we've got a lot to do. We're going to get to Clarence's immediate no excuses battle cry, which I I love. (laughs) Uh, He is a salty veteran who has seen way too much. Uh, And and we may want wonder if this is not uh you and I are both you're I think 25 seasons 24 for me if you count them you know the last six I've been kind of in and out but I still count them um and this may be their best opportunity in our tenure maybe we can discuss that but you, you forget 2007 just just throw 2007 away I don't know if they had the defensive difference makers oh. that year that they have now but that's that's the closest one. They should have been and, in that year. And, uh, yeah, and, and I was worried about their head coach, by the way, uh, that 07 and 09. But, again, two things before we dive completely in that I want to hear from all three of you, if you don't mind. Two little subjects to sort of leave the season behind. Uh, and you hit it off the head right from the beginning, Chill. Number one, is the three seed better than the four? Did that work out well for them with Arizona losing and San Francisco beating the Rams, or did it not? Since you started it, you go first. I I thought the best matchup would have been the Cardinals again because they just saw them. They kind of got a feel for their style of play, got a feel for the speed of of um, of. Kyler Murray, and I thought that would have been a, certainly a great matchup for them to come back and play them again in the wild card round. I understand why they wanted to play to win and, and, and the importance of moving to the three seed because you get to avoid Green Bay. I mean, there, there's that factor because this is not about one game. This is about the journey. So you're saying it was bad and good. So you're taking both. No doubt. It was bad and good. As far as the matchup goes, I just think the 49ers are playing better football than the Rams and the Cardinals right now. And and their style of play is different. They have this physical style of play. The Cowboys are more of a finesse team. Let's be honest about it. Uh, This is a punch them in the mouth. This is going to be a dirty, ugly game. It's really not the type of game the Cowboys want to be in. But getting to the three seed, if they win this game, if somehow Philadelphia beats – Tampa, they can host round two. If not, they go to Tampa for round two. They know they can win there. They played well there in the season opener, and they wouldn't necessarily have to face Green Bay or go to the cold until the championship You game. spelled it out perfectly. Give me an answer. Was it better this way or not? Yes or no? Long haul, yes. Okay. Rob? Yes, because uh, if Philly were to trip up Tampa Bay and if you get past San Francisco – you're hosting a game again the following week. So that wouldn't have been possible, uh, to Clarence's point, if you're the four seed. You win, you go play Green Bay. I don't know. Beyond that, though, I don't know if it's a better draw. I really don't. Um, besides Philly, I don't think there's a, a team in this field in the NFC that you could name and say, oh, well, they got this. This is a really tough, balanced, parity-filled Group and, and I don't necessarily think Green Bay should be the heavy favorite to come out of it, honestly. I think every team's got a lot of strengths and weaknesses. If you were to win this game, you go potentially to Tampa Bay. Is that is Tom Brady an easy matchup compared to Aaron Rodgers? I, I can't sit here and say that, and I agree with Clarence. I think the Georgia Bulldogs showed us maybe playing a team twice 
the odds are in your favor that you you can get past that team the second time. This is not an easy matchup for the Cowboys. It's a winnable matchup, but it's not easy at all. Yeah, I think going back to what Clarence said about the long haul, we keep hearing this is not about making the playoffs. This is about getting to the Super Bowl. This is about getting back to the conference championship for the first time in 25, 26 years. And if that's the goal, then yes, it's better to be three than four. It's going to be more difficult potentially to beat the 49ers this week than some of your other matchups. But if you can't win your wild card matchup, then you're not reaching your ultimate goals anyway. And I actually think that even though I would never underestimate Tom Brady, and clearly he seems to elevate everyone around him, when you look at some of the injuries they've got in Tampa he can only do so much if all his receivers are hurt and the Cowboys have played there already they came really close I think they won't have arrogance going into that matchup but they'll have confidence and to get another week before they go to Lambeau because the thought of Aaron Rodgers going against his old coach I think is just a lot of fire for a quarterback who's coming in with some to start so yes I would say it's better I, I, I think it's better but I can't remember who was on the show it may have been you Jory with Mishota when I said weeks ago that the the one team I didn't think the Cowboys could beat is the 49ers. Really? And Mishota just went nuts. So do you still you, feel that way? I, I, I Yes. But, but that's okay. Uh, to me, that's okay to have that tough of a match in the first one at home to get going. That's fine. So do you think they're going to lose this week? Uh, I, I haven't <laughs> determined that yet. I'd love that you're you're she drilling me. She's killing you let's right go, now. Let's go for the picks w- were 17 you on the minutes show in. Mashoda went crazy. He goes, you think that San Francisco with Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be worse than Rodgers or Brady? I was worried about the Rams or the 49ers in the first matchup. And the reason is, and we'll discuss this a little later, the finesse physical thing the 49ers if you let them will run right over you Shanahan is the most impressive coach in the league in my opinion I've been a huge fan of him I love the quote from Dan Quinn uh, this week on Shanahan he said quote I think that's one of the things I respect most about him utilizing and finding the unique stuff that a player has, and featuring that in their best ways. That is what great coaches do. That's why Dan Quinn's done that. That's why Dan Quinn is a great coach. That's why Jason and John Garrett weren't. They tried to fit Martellus Bennett to be another Jason Witten. We were screaming and hollering at the time. (laughs) You drafted the kid in the second round. Utilize his ability. This is what scares me about Shanahan. But I love the fact that Quinn's going against him. Uh, It's just – but these 49ers, whenever they get in the postseason, they go because they're a tough one-game matchup. Uh, But I think that's good for the Cowboys. I think to have that at home, uh, we'll discuss more about what we expect from the matchup because I don't want to see the Cowboys try to be physical with them. I believe the Cowboys finesse their physical. I believe the Cowboys are better at finesse, so do what you're good at. I mean, you got better uh, weapons. Okay, okay, that's not how it works, though. Can be. How do you how you finesse? It's football. If it's it's football, okay. (laughs) And 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 the Cowboys are physical too. They just have a different style, but. You know, there's no you can't finesse physical. I mean, it, it depends on how the game goes. Now, if the Cowboys are physical on first and second down, and they get the 49ers out of their ground game and make them throw the ball, then that's that's a different situation. All right, let me make this point. Here's what I mean by it: 
The 49ers run the football. The 49ers stop teams from running the football. I don't want to see the Cowboys try to prove how physical they are in the run game because they're playing San Francisco style of football. That's from offense Get standpoint. away from that. Yeah, that's from offense standpoint. That's right. right. And figure out how to use your weapons, finesse or not, because you've got better weapons and you're more explosive and you score points. So don't get into this, oh, we gotta be physical in the run game like them and and force it. No, I don't I don't think that's the no, but they have when people talk about the Cowboys having they're, they're talking about the defense having to match the 49ers physicality because most defenses will say we're physical. The Cowboys say we're physical on defense. So we expect the 49ers to be physical on defense. The thing that separates the 49ers that everybody's talking about is how physical they are. On offense, they play bully ball on offense. They do. They try to run through your face on offense, Which and that's the challenge with the a Cowboys very complicated run scheme, right? But it's but it, yes, it's complicated. They do all this, but then they just do that. Yeah. And I'm not saying that'll be easy for the Cowboys. I think it'll be a for sure a challenge. But I would actually rather the defense have to face their super physical attack than the offense because I think that the interior of your offensive line is where the Cowboys are probably the weakest right yeah. now. And so at least this defense, like okay, if you try if they try and get physical, but Demarcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory are closing the pocket, and you know Micah Parsons being able to chase guys sideline to sideline like that. It's not going to be easy, and there are going to be some explosive plays giving up. It, it seems, but there's a little bit that the, the defense can. Do. I agree with you. I think that's a great point. The one time this season they got embarrassed, and that's their words. I was, I think, Jaron Kerr said that that it was humble pie. It was humble pie. It was Denver, and they weren't physical enough. They I didn't think, expect it. That's why. Yeah, you're, they I think waltzed it, into that game. And Denver was, eh, and Denver just took it to him. It was a great lesson. It was yes. a great lesson. Nobody's, 49ers are not going to catch them by surprise in that regard. Um, no question about that. So I, I think defensively, yes, being physical is their calling card when they've been good, and they've been good most of the season. Offensively, I I disagree. I, th- I don't think you can win this game just being finesse and passing and Dak throwing 40, 45 times. I think they have to run the ball. If, he, if they're not balanced, that's not been their recipe for success. And that hasn't been their recipe for success during this slump we've talked about with Dak in air quotes. When they run the ball, they're good. When they don't run the ball, uh, they're not as efficient. And, and so they've got to find a way to do that. Maybe, okay, maybe the Eagles game is a step forward in that regard, even though 10 of 11 starters were out. You might roll your eyes at me there, but they did run the ball well in that game. Maybe they can carry it over. All right, more. Well, the, the, Joe, the, hold on. Let's okay. get, we're going to do a lot more of this a little bit later. I want to get one more thing, and you brought up the Eagles game before we get out of this segment uh, and go to the little game we're going to play in the next segment. Oh, we uh, got a game. Well, a little game. We're going to play a little game. But uh, how they handled the Eagles game. Let, let's address that very briefly. Uh, do you three believe they did it right? And what do you think they got out of it? Let's go with Jory first on this one. I did not expect them to do that. I, I mean, to be cynical for a moment, the more McCarthy and the players said we're playing to win, the less I believed it because I'm like, yeah, sure, we've heard this before. Why would we do that? But give them credit and give McCarthy credit and give him credit for what he's done historically in December toward the end of the seasons and into the playoffs. He got some momentum. I still think you have to understand what success against the Eagles' backups means relative to a playoff contender. But I do think that they got some guys in. They got a lot of – I mean, if you can get that Dak to Cedric Wilson connection continuing to go, that's a good thing. I'm not so into like, oh, Dak beat Romo's record for touchdowns. That's not going to win you the playoff game. But Dak and Cedric Wilson figuring things out is – 
offensive line and Zeke getting better gelling on the run lanes, that's a good thing. So I think there were good things that came out of it, and I'm happy for those who were excited about 51 points. Yeah, I agree. I I think they needed to have some kind of rhythm going in. We've talked about the offense not being in sync for weeks now. I don't think they could have just rested everybody a week before. Zeke said it, 2016, we weren't sharp against Green Bay in the divisional round when we rested or had a week off going into the second round back then. And you can point to Cobb. I blame Linehan for that game plan to start that game, but go ahead. Well, I was going to say Cabo. It's not Cabo, but it's 2007. They had a week off. They rested guys. They weren't sharp in that Giants game either. So there's past history with the Cowboys in the playoffs not being sharp after time off. So they needed they needed that, and I think they had some rhythm there. Briefly, Chill. Briefly? Yeah. we got to get to a break, baby. Trust me. Rhythm, confidence, uh, execution, don't care who it come against. Don't care. I agree. You know, so they got it. And that now, was it was risky because if they wouldn't have gotten it after they were, said they were after it, and then all of a sudden, uh-oh, what do you say now? Oops. Uh, but they did get it. Yeah. Or if they got really injured. Well, that, yeah. that too. Yeah. But what if they what if they had sat everybody? We would have been saying, uh, are they ready? Maybe they would have asked themselves, are we yeah. really ready? I, I agree with yeah. you, though. Confidence is confidence. This was back when I said play the ladies' tees. Yeah. Uh, it, go play around the golf. Get your confidence back for a big tournament. Mm-hmm. You have to. Confidence is something within yourself. You've got to get it somehow. And I think Dak got it uh, more than anybody. I do think that the Niners had a better prep game. They were in a real playoff game with the Rams. So, you know, they're a little uh, a little more tested already as they start this game. But, all right, let's take a break here on Media Mash. we got Clarence E. Hill Jr., Rob Phillips, Jory Epstein. We're going to play a game of, quote, what are we going to get? Because with this team, we've gotten everything. What are we going to get? We'll get specific, and then we'll get broad. Next, from the... SWBC Studio. This is Media Mash. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizal for freedom from glare. 
three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. To Media Mash. Hello, hello, Cowboys Nation. Thank you so much for being here for Media Mash on this Wednesday. We'll be back again tomorrow at 4 o'clock. I'm Steve Dennis. We got Chill. We got Rob Phillips. We got Jory. Uh, All right. Uh, Because we pretty much got everything from this Cowboys team this year, we had ridiculous brilliance from several players. We got ridiculous high expectations at certain points. We had the much-analyzed slump. With the horrible two-game losing streak, uh, so many takeaways. So the big mystery is: what are we going to get? What are we going to get from this team? We'll finish with that. That's the broadest question. But let's go specific, you guys. Uh, with that as our premise, what are we going to get from number four? Now that the playoffs are here, Jory. Yeah, it's a good question. I know, I think, I guess it was after the Eagles game that McCarthy was kind of joking about, like, pretty good for a guy in the slump with Dak's numbers. But I think Dak has told us all along, and I don't know why this team would start denying it now, this isn't about numbers. This is about wins. This is about production. And they did get the wins, clearly. But I think it's very obvious to those of us who have covered Dak's career, which all of us in this room have, that there were weeks toward the end of the season where he wasn't playing at his highest level. It does seem like he got some comfort back. I actually think one of the great things about them not facing Arizona is that the blitzing scheme in the Buda Baker situation was not a win for Dak. Um, so I think we'll see Dak elevate his play. I think he's got a good connection with guys like Cedric Wilson and Dalton Schultz that are going to be just as important as Amari and CD. And lastly, I think we're going to see Dak run, and let's give him a running touchdown like we saw against Seattle in their last playoff win. Clarence, what are we going to get from Dak Prescott. I think he'll get his best football. I mean, I, I think he he's playing well, and and and, and you know it, it's funny because we look back on the slump. And I don't think I don't think there's any quarterback that, that played well all 16 games. It just seemed like when it's Dak, it's like woo. Yeah. It's like wait, the sky more, is wait, falling. One more time, what's it like? <laughs> woo! The sky is falling. Something wrong. We gave all his money, and he's not well, lights out well, every week. We got him on the tight <laughs> shot. Baby. He's not lights out every week. It's oh my god, forty million a year. Oh yeah. my god, yeah. yep. you know he has had a ridiculously <laughs> remarkable season. Right, maybe the best quarterback season in Cowboys history. Yes, and and the ebbs and flows of that have been and, weird, and, and there have been reasons for that outside of him, and and we don't want to acknowledge that. We just put it all on him. I mean, the running game and, and the way they performed in the middle of the season with the injury to Zeke and the offensive line and all that other stuff, there was a lot of stuff to drop passes. We haven't even talked about this team where all the great receivers were among the league leaders and drop passes. You know, there, there are a lot of things that went into that, but, you know, just look at the you, – you put the whole season together, look at Dex had a pretty good year, damn good year. And and I think that going into the playoffs, it, when you we talk about the edges in a bad matchup, well, the Cowboys have a decided edge at quarterback. And he's ramping up a little bit, Rob. Twelve touchdowns, no interceptions the last three. What do you think? I, I think he's ready. I think he's been wanting this for over a year, ever since that that horrific injury. He's been building back for this opportunity. I think he's going to be ready for it. I do think um, – Clarence brings up a good point. It's not all on him. It's tied together. And one of the key matchups is the 49ers pass rush. How well can they protect him and give him opportunities to find 
those opportunities they may have one-on-one with wide receivers that that's a key matchup that the Cowboys on paper have an advantage but is he going to be comfortable enough in the pocket to do what he needs to do what are we going to get from Dak Prescott here's what I think we're going to get there's going to be a quarterback in this postseason separate from the big names Rodgers Brady uh, either either a Josh Allen or or a Kyler Murray or even a Joe Burrow one of these quarterbacks is going to make a run uh, and excite everybody. I think the chances are pretty good that Dak will be the guy that does it. I would put him number one. And, and uh, I mean, it, that, that's how excited I think he is about the opportunity. And, and really, it's a nervous time for you fans, but embrace it because I think Dak may put on a show. And he did that in the opener at Tampa, if that's the second game. I know. I was thinking about that because, remember, <laughs> after that game, and I've had this video in my mind the last few days waiting for Monday, if it, if it's relevant, Dak told Brady before they left the field, we'll see you again see in the playoffs. See you again. Yeah, but, but again, yep. even in that game, even in that game, you know, everybody, well, see, he shouldn't have left him to a field goal because, you know, Brady can come back and beat you. Un- understand. C- and C.D. catches the ball over the middle. It turns in, that should have been a catch. Don't and forget that Dak the, also owes Aaron Rodgers one. You know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just a perfect script. Let's, let's yeah, go back. Let's go back. Let's go back to the real reason why they lost that game. The damn kicker. The kicker. The damn kicker. Against damn Tampa? Kicker. Yes. All right, let's go to that next. But what are he's still here. What are we going to get? We can't trust him. From Greg Zerline, Rob Phillips, what are we going to get from the damn kicker? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, 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 you know what? I think, I think probably the better thing that came, I know he missed his six extra point against Philly. He kicked a 48 yard field goal. That's, in, I'm saying, I'm trying to look for things to, you know, if we're trying to be encouraged about this, I don't know. That, that was good. But I, my answer is I don't know, Clarence. I, I don't know. What do you know, Jory? What are we going to get for the damn kicker? Yeah, I asked Mike McCarthy about that today, and he was like, look, I've had times where I felt like in my career I gave up on a kicker too soon. He was telling us that back when he had Mason Crosby, I want to say it was around Clarence is giving me the look. I'm not giving you love, just listening. Oh, great. Right, right. I'm waiting. <laughs> ready for this uh, answer. I think it was Jory 20- does like to read your looks. He, I know, I know the Clarence look. Um, I think it was 2012. Mason Crosby had a down year, and Mike McCarthy was saying Troy Aikman would ask him in the broadcast meetings, like, "Why are you sticking with them? Why are you sticking with them?" And then the next year, he had his best season. So it's not like I mean, there are much worse kickers than Greg Zerline in the league, and there are also not that many reliable, uh, like totally reliable kickers. But we can't pretend that six missed extra points and six terrible. missed field goals and by the way, is we something don't, you can rely on in the playoffs, especially when kicking is so psychological. We don't care what he does next season. We care right. what he does right, right that, that, now. That none of that matters. And, yeah. and, and it, it is troubling. It is troubling. troubling. They don't have an out you, you, with it. Because so. Jerry Jones said it best. They can't trust. It is affecting how they make decisions in games. All right, let me, that's when it's their problem. And if this woman quit, last week the, the, the special teams coach said, well, it was because he got hurt in May. That's why he's struggling. This week, he says it's mental. He shouldn't have said that. You, I don't think you do that to a kicker. I mean, because now he's thinking, oh, my God, because it's mental. Because they don't know. Oh, it's, and they're just it's not, guessing. It's not ideal. But I will say, over a rookie kicker or somebody they would bring it, look, he's a 10-year guy. I think you would feel more comfortable about that than going out and trying to change horses right now. Yeah, you like, can't do that. And, and he has he that. has rebounded. All right, let's so get to I the nuts of it. So I kind of lean towards that. Let's get to the nuts of it. 56-yarder, no time on the clock, you're down a point. Now, He's let, actually been 
been better in yeah, like he, the most he, clutch he'll make right. that. That's the my, problem that's is my in point. the first quarter, he'll miss a 35-yard or a 43-yarder that, that you're chasing that all game. Okay. All right, I'm going to go to jury on this one. What <laughs> are we going to get? Or an extra point. What are we going to get from Amari Cooper, Jory? Oh, Indoors. Don't we all wish we knew every week? Um, no, I think that we'll have an Amari Cooper touchdown, and I think we'll have a couple key third-down catches. I don't think he's going to be the go-to receiver, even if we might think he should be. But I think that there's going to be a lot of that Cedric Dalton because defenses are going to go toward Amari, and those other guys who Dak has great rapport are going to be key. But I'll, I'll give him a few key plays that keep him alive. How's Josh Norman playing? Is he like the old versus Dez Josh Norman? No. I don't think he's. I mean, he's, he's he, they decided corner. to start a training camp, but but they they they're suspect in the secondary. Right, right. They're suspect in the secondary. He's a good tackler. He can knock the ball out. So he knocks a lot of forced yeah, fumbles. Yeah, he's forced six fumbles this year. But but he's not a guy that's he's not a cover guy anymore. Right. He's not that guy, and, and so that's where the Cowboys mismatch is. But the question is, what are you going to get from from Armar? We don't know. You never know. You don't know You're because they don't. Dude because they don't. Dollars. They don't make him a, the primary part of the game plan. There's something so wrong about that. It is so wrong about that. Especially because what he does opens up. Because the other teams respect him so much that if anybody's getting doubled, it's Amari. It's he, not CD. It's not Cedric. It's Amari. The teams are bracketing covers double because they're 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 worried about Amari. But the Cowboys are not so focused on getting the ball to Amari that they game plan him the ball. That's well, that's crazy a weakness. And and this is not me attacking Amari. He is a damn elite wide receiver in this league. He runs routes as well as anybody. And they let him. Do Disappear regularly. Yeah, I, that I, is yeah. baffling. So do you, do you guys think that's Kellen? That's Dak? That's Amari? That I think it's Simone? a combination I, of Kellen and Dak. I think it's Kellen. I think it's how they call the plays. I think it's how they scheme it. I mean, you can move. I mean, the, the Green Bay moves Adams around to make sure he gets the ball, gets away from double, and puts him in a slot. They get him involved. They don't care. They they just want Dak to go to Cedric, to go to whoever. Right. I think that's more about and, and the – this time Mike of McCarthy the year – continue talks about it. I don't want – you know, we want – you don't pay a guy $20 million right. to be one of the guys. And, and have two targets. And this time of the year, you have to know what you can count on. You have to. And Dak needs to know, I can count on Amari. If I need a third and seven, you know, they have to have that. And I'm not sure they do. So that's a bit of a weakness. All right. What are they going to get from the running game? Rob, what are they going to get from the running game? I I don't know about production. I think they're going to try to establish it, though. I mean, Mike, unless he's fibbing, he said it over and over again, the importance of the run game, not only to our offense, but to our defense, all of that. Um, and he has said many times, I want to be north of 30 carries. I don't know if they'll get 30 carries in this game. It depends on the way the game goes. And and again, yes, the, the, the matchups on the outside in the passing game with, with protection are probably the Cowboys' best mismatch offensively in a good way. Um, but I think they got to get them going. I think they're going to try to establish it, and, and we'll see what San Francisco does about that. The good news is Zeke's healthy. He feels good about his knee. He's going to keep wearing the brace because it gives him stability, but he doesn't really feel the effects of the lingering injury much. I think you need to be alternating him and Tony Pollard and keeping them on their toes if you want to get the run game going, but don't forget to get Zeke some... Just Have like you guys ever down. noticed that I'm a huge Zeke fan? Have I ever made that clear? 
What's that keep on your computer? I, this this dude did it again against the Eagles. I'm sorry. Did Pe- what? People overlook what a wonderful teammate, warrior, and professional football player. Where did he guy. go to college? Well, forget that. Okay. Although he is my running man. <laughs> but th- what he did against the Eagles, when you guys ask him during, oh, I'm playing. Don't even mess with me. He did that for him and his team. He went out there. Don't sell Zeke short when the chips are down Sunday. Uh, I'm just, this guy, uh, I think people overlook how important he is. He sort of sets a tone sometimes very sneakily. Chill, am I just nuts? Come on. You're a Zeke fan. Now, Pollard's more flashy. And by the way, are we sure Pollard's going to be that flashy? Yeah, he's, he's, he's fine. Okay. He, he was pretty fine. I think okay. they, they kept him out for precautionary reasons because they didn't have to play him, which they probably should have done. How do you with not Zeke. respect Zeke? Who doesn't disrespect Zeke? Everybody does. Okay. They, I mean, the, the, point right. is, the point is, is not, it's not an issue of respecting Zeke and, and knowing how a warrior he is and knowing how valuable he is and, and, and toughness. Is he a weapon anymore? Is he, you know, the thing that does he have the juice? The answer is no. Okay, but, but that's those, the, okay. The, the, but Parcells no taught there's us no there's no those butt. dirty runs are important. But they're not dirty anymore. They, they're not dirty uh, anymore. If he's not, he's the, willing to do it though. I love that about him. Listen, listen. I, th- I think the point goes to Clarence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not dirty anymore. It's it's, it's oh, not. Hey, it's those not the four juice. and five yard runs are dirty. Okay, we're not. They're they're not. You're right. He can't explode. Okay, what, it, what he had twenty six yarder is, against but, the Eagles. Was that his biggest one? No. He had a 41-something this year. I didn't even know about it because we, we, it was so long ago. Against, it. it was just Carolina. It was well, so long ago. Yeah. It seemed like it was two years ago. All of a sudden, he was loose against the Eagles. I'm going, oh, my God, look at that. Zeke's loose. But, listen, we 31. love Zeke and what he's yeah. done and what he's, yeah. he's meant, but he's still not the weapon he was as a rookie. No question. He doesn't have and the that's, You guys are all moving past him and, and, after and, and, this season, and aren't you? No, you can't because no, he's, he's under contract. But yeah. the, the, the thing about the 49ers defense is this, it's – it's not the Eagles' defense. You you won't see those same runs you saw against Philadelphia because this defense does not give up rushing yards. They don't. Well, then why try? I mean, you got to try to loosen them up, to keep them honest, but it's more about the play action pass. They didn't against Tampa in the opener, and that worked out okay offensively. Uh, I mean, don't beat your head against the wall. No, and they probably won't. I don't see 30 runs. Okay. I don't don't see 30 runs. I just don't know if they can. They're going to be willing. I just don't know what they'll be able to. It's not just about the running. Can they block them? All right, let me. And we we keep leaving out the equation, their inability to get pushed, especially at left guard and center who who don't have the physicality to push. Great point. Great and, point. And against Tampa in that first week, I'm looking back, they didn't have the 30 carries that Mike McCarthy has talked about. They had 18. But they still had some carries, and they still had Zeke running the ball 11 times, even though it wasn't working. So. Yeah. And they didn't have Zach Martin in that game either. I mean, he's right. a big factor. Let's in that. get to this. This is my favorite stat of all time. Wow. And I got to cre- credit Bobby Belt for this. That's where Ooh. I got it. He'll join us tomorrow, by mm. the way. Uh, playoff teams at home are 91% all-time when they win the turnover margin. 221 to 20. That is ridiculous. So, what are we going to get from Micah and the Pride in terms of that in this game? Rob, you first. What are we getting from Micah? And the Pride. Oh. His Pride. I think Micah's going to ball out because he brought up a good point this, today. He's, when he's had a week off... 
he come back after the bye week, that's when he really took off. So he's rested. I think that'll help him out. But I think the other factor is after the bye week, they took the the dot away from him and let him just focus on balling out and not having to call a defense too. And that was a big factor in his his production. Just let him focus on balling out. But isn't yeah. that what he called the rest of the defense? His pride. He said we're a pride now, ha. isn't it? Like Micah and the yeah. pride. Yeah. And he also said you can't bully a lion today. <laughs> right. He's that, best quote. All right. Great question. Was Great it question. just Great a question mirage. by Clarence? Was Hill. that chill? Yeah. Is it just a mirage? The thirty four takeaways, the most since nineteen eighty seven, the most. In the league, Jory, will they continue to turn the ball over against Jimmy G? I think they will. I think you'll have Demarcus Lawrence messing something up, whether that's a strip sack or what. And I think you'll have Trayvon Diggs getting an interception. I think that Jimmy Garoppolo had 20 touchdowns to 12 interceptions this year. And that's not a recipe for success against this defense. And I also think, as we'll remember, looking back a couple weeks to the Washington game on Sunday night, this crowd in AT&T goes crazy for those turnovers. So getting one turnover, turnover gives them momentum to the offense. And then they keep riding in the defense Rides off it. So as long as they can get that first one, I think they'll get three or four. One of my favorite texts I got all season was from Jory because she called in on the show that Curse would get an interception that weekend. Oh, at, at the Chiefs? Yeah. And she sends me a little text. Told you. <laughs> told told you. I think that's Dur- a made-up story slightly. No, it may not have been told you, but you texted me and said... Curse got my interception yes. or yes, something like happen. that. She's, she loves Curse. From the press box. I've been wanting to write a story about him for months. Chill, I can remember when Dave Campo tried to have a turnover draft. The ball hawks. They've all been searching for takeaways. They got it this year. Are they going to bring that to the table now that it matters? Yeah, Jimmy G is a mistake waiting to happen. I mean, I think the best thing that Shanahan does is he tries to limit Jimmy G's exposure with the running game. You know, and that's why you need to stop the run and force them to pass and force Jimmy G to beat Jimmy G and make some mistakes because if you know, whether it's sacks, sack fumbles, interceptions, they're on the table for the Cowboys. They just got to get to Jimmy G. You know, people need to understand one thing, though. Because they run the ball so well, they're pretty effective in the passing game. Right, because they, they don't sh- explode on you. Because they're in short yardage situations and they throw <laughs> short passes to Debo Samuel who takes – into the house. Oh, and, this, you know, is, this is such ridiculous good coaching. <laughs> what Shanahan has turned Debo Samuel into, it is a marvel. And by the way, because I drafted him, Iuke, <laughs> you know, my fantasy team, he put him in the doghouse because he was not a team guy at the beginning of the year and told him, nah, you're not playing. Six weeks later, Iuke got it. That is coaching, people. This Shanahan is a hell of a coach. They've also got Juwan Jones, who's their version of Cedric Wilson, who's an un- a late-round draft pick, and all of a sudden he's got two touchdown catches in the biggest game of the season for him. They're, they've got talent on offense. I, I Takeaways are part luck, but they're part talent and drills and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I, even the game, they didn't have one. I think it was only four games all season they didn't have a takeaway. Curse dropped an interception, and the refs did not give them that fumble at the end of the Cardinals game. So, based oh, on what they, that's a that was a rough one. What that was a rough one. What do you say? My curse dropping that fumble on the no, interception, you, dropped no, the pick. No, the fact that he's like the refs didn't give it to them the fumble at the end of the Cardinals game. Didn't we talk about the refs enough that night? I I I, <laughs> I believe me. There's I there's no conspiracy, but it was a missed call. Curse could have had a pick in that game too. Exactly. I just said that he just dropped a pick. <laughs> Is there a but, echo in here? <laughs> 
<laughs> so, but my point is, they've chill it, checked out to in, in, his Twitter feed just in, for a ev- second. In every game, just about they've gotten one. I think they absolutely can get them. But they this run offense is going to challenge them because right. there's been and there's been games where they have not they've leaked yardage. Super quick last note on that. Don't we can't say like oh, but they're going to have to pass it at some point because they beat the Packers in the NFC Championship a couple of years ago with Jimmy completing six of eight pass attempts just ate the whole game and they won so like they're liable to do that they can do many more things than people realize uh, offensively i just i love everything they do uh with less Sound like you love them no, to win the game with a lot less talent than most teams have by the way a lot less talent than most teams have uh, they they just they're scary 49ers but again and we're going to get into that next coaching matters yeah. i think the cowboys may have an answer for some of Shanahan's magic, um, and, and that's important. Let's go bigger now. What are we going to get from this team? Let's discuss finesse and physicality, uh, and maybe let's wonder if this is the Cowboys' best opportunity for a run uh, in quite some time, and this is the no-excuses angle chill next on Media Mash. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter. 10 bucks, free shipping. At AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it for turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network's busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek. And we're both with... United United Ag and Turf. Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at Stetson.com slash cowboys. Back to Media Mash. Let's get this out of the way. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, rookie. Cha cha cha. Steve, you don't have to cha cha cha. Because I have my own drops back here. Cha cha cha. Do you want me to? Do you want me to give you? Oh, wait. What do we got? What do we got? Uh, did you make that just for yourself today? Today is Chris Beam's birthday. It's Rookie's birthday. No. 
I'll do the cha cha. He, he showed up with the Cowboys at 22 years old, and now he's 44. <laughs> That's half of his life he's given to the Dallas Cowboys. Robert Newhouse. Should we see how many languages collectively we could sing him happy birthday in? Oh, you, you see, you're going to, you little, get, get up on your high pedestal. I, I only have how many do you speak? No, 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 just two. Oh, okay. Nope. I have <laughs> I have foul language and English language. I've got two. Yeah. Okay. What do you got, Chill? He's go rookie. Just, it's your birthday. There it go, is. Go rookie. It's your birthday. Happy birthday, rookie. Thanks. Happy uh, birthday. Way to go, man. All right. Uh, you know, it's not fair to these cowboys. It really isn't. And this is Media Mash. Steve Dennis, Clarence E. Hill Jr., Rob Phillips. Jory Epstein. Not fair to this team, but they do have a giant albatross just draped around their neck. Uh, I, there's no other team in the league. I don't care who you name. Uh, certainly not Cincinnati, uh, Arizona, Buffalo, not Tampa or Green Bay. There's no team in the post, not Philly, um, that has what the Cowboys have. This narrative that they can't shake. It's 25 years old, and these poor young guys have very little to do with it, but they are facing that. And when we ask the question, what are we going to get from this team, will they make history? Is that the answer? Will they finally get the albatross off their neck and make a run? Uh, Before we answer that, I want to say this. I do believe It is their best chance to make a run in all the seasons I've witnessed. You go back to 2016, uh, two rookies, quarterback and running back. Good, exciting team. Uh, They're better now. 2014. You take this team over the 16 Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, And I'll tell you why in a second. 2014, Romo was championship caliber, finally, after a long road. Uh, that was a good opportunity in 2014. They didn't have quite enough defensively. They had Mincy and Crawford. They they didn't have real playmakers uh, on the defensive side. Uh, 2009, when they beat Philly back-to-back, that team had Ware, that team had Spears, that team had Ratliff, Newman, Jenkins. Uh, That team was pretty good. Uh, and got Green Bayed badly. Romo played poorly in that game. Uh, t- 2007. Brett Favre. Brett Favre. 31 to 3. Brett Favre. 34 to 3. <laughs> Brett Favre. Uh, but no, anyway. That was, no, they got, no, that was Minnesota. That was Minnesota. No, no, it was Brett got, Favre they got, in Minnesota. They got I got confused. That was Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. yeah. Like, Brett Favre, was, brand new with Minnesota. That's what he would, in, you know. Bounty gate down That's in the right. The That's right. Uh, my bad. Um, I do believe this team, through all of it, everything that we've discussed, if, if you just look at what it accomplished, it's remarkable. And if other teams would have their resume, and I'm talking about uh, two young superstars on defense in Micah Parsons and Travion Diggs, with the addition of Gregory and Lawrence at exactly the right time. Gallimore, I mean, you can go on and on inside. Uh, To go with all the offensive firepower, a line that has been inconsistent and a mishmash all year, finally may come together at the right time. You've got the 4,000-yard passer, the 1,000-yard receiver, the 1,000-yard running back. The Eagles game was for people like Steve. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well I guess they're 6-0 in the division. I guess I don't want to 
I mean, I think this is a recency bias. I'm sorry. And, and they got all these thousand yards because we have 17 games, not 16 games, because they wouldn't have all, all, true. The, all, all that stuff. Dak only played but, 16. Okay, I'm with Zeke. Okay. Have thousand yards. Okay. But I'm just saying that you go back to 2007, that season, and, and the, the reason why, and we'll see, because they, they need to win this first game. They actually need to win two games because that 2017 lost in the divisional round. You know, win a wild card playoff. You know, yeah, Wade wanted to claim a playoff okay, victory. That, that's fine, but my point is this. <laughs> If you go back to that season, the fact that they lost, it's it's, it's criminal that they lost to the Giants. It is. Because they were the better team all season. No question. And it was because they they let up mentally. They gagged. They let up mentally. But as far as best chance, the fact that the Giants got to the Super Bowl and won, they were clearly the best team in the NFC, maybe the NFL that year. I wouldn't say this is the best team in the NFC, NFL this year. You can't say that. No, you can't. Thoughts? But you can say that in 07. <laughs> They're third best. Like, okay. yeah. You can't. You're right. Okay. In 07, they were the best team in the right. NFC. Right. So, yeah. so you cannot say Romo this is their best chance. Romo was too young. Okay. Romo was too young. Whatever the reason, you cannot mm. say this is their best chance when that team was the best team on paper. Romo threw 19 got, interceptions that year. Okay, two thousand. And they still well, were 13-3 and three in the best record. One, obviously, they should chase the Super Bowl. Great if they win it. We'll all be doing fabulously. But I think that for this team to, like, really break that, they've got it. If they can make it to a conference championship game, they'll break it. And especially if they can make it and give Aaron Rodgers or whomever they're playing a run for their money, then I think that will be a significant step for this organization. I agree that the Micah Parsons of the world did not create this albatross that is now hanging around their neck. But I do think that the albatross and some of the – the reasons going into it are still relevant today when you think about what people say, true or not true, about some of the Cowboys culture and some of the priorities around here and just some of the attention and can you win despite the spotlight. And the so, entitlement? Yeah. The you, country club from me. years ago? So I think that if this was just like, it's oh, still they a country club. Have, if they didn't have the quarterback in 2006, like, yeah, that's not something affecting the team today. But there are aspects of the Cowboys culture that have kept them from the highest success that are still here. And they need to show that they can win in spite of those and that they can put the culture aside for the field. Mm, I think that was an attack on the Joneses, but I'm not sure. <laughs> well, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, you play for the Cowboys, you can have the, the, the luxury of everything. And that's, you. I mean, you, you cannot deny the country club as aspect of the locker room, the yeah, amenities and, right and everything like that. That's just part of it. You, <laughs> you know, when they talk about getting out of the dirt, ain't no dirt out here to get it out of. And one, one You know what I'm saying? Get, ain't no dirt here. <laughs> one other. You can't even, they, they sweep up everything. Witten's the one that said you get it out of the dirt. That's, that's just a mindset. But I'm just he went Ben Hogan on his secret. You're right. Yeah, there's no the dirt out dirt. here. Hogan did it they on let, a muni course, not let, a country club. They let nothing get dirty. <laughs> Hellman's dirty. He works here. <laughs> <laughs> that's about it. But I'll also say, like, I do think for the most part there are a lot of guys on this current team who have not bought into that and who have not taken on that persona. But I was concerned a couple weeks ago after the Cardinals game when we heard everything we did about the officials and, oh, when you wear your star on your back, the officials are coming after you. Because I thought that sounded like complaining and I thought it sounded like not taking accountability. And everyone who talked that day except for Micah Parsons said that. Right, everybody but Micah. Well, because they got it from the head coach. Right, and I had a problem with the head coach. Me too. too. Me too. They're the most penalized team in the league. So it's not just the referees. Right, so if you – I'm not saying you don't mention it at all, but the amount of time – and complaining and because we're the Cowboys has happened to us that we got that night 
these guys are bringing the albatross a little bit tighter. All right, here's the point I want to make, and you guys can gun it down at your leisure. <laughs> uh, I said it earlier in the year, and I'm going to stick to it. I think that it has been a very long time to where you get out of football games that matter uh, and the Cowboys have a coaching advantage. been a very long time. And I'm not saying McCarthy necessarily gives them that, but I do believe both their coordinators give them that. Both. And, and I think we're going to see it when it matters. And I, if, if either one of them is worth all the interviews that they're going to get to be head coaches across the league, I think we're going to see that. And I think that's a very important part of this first matchup. This is Quinn versus Shanahan. It's huge. And that's huge. huge. They know each other. They, they both are excellent, excellent football coaches. And Quinn's got to win that battle. Yeah, he he got to. But you talked earlier about Shanahan and how he get you know how he puts his players in the right position. Gets There's no coaching advantage over Shanahan. I'm sorry. There's no coach. It, it might be even, but there's no coaching advantage. I over think Shanahan. Quinn may be the right guy to fight it though in, can, in this matchup. You can look at it both ways. They know each other both very well. So it's a watch from a big picture perspective. Just real quick, I think this is the best team we've seen with the Cowboys since '07. I don't know if it's their best chance because they're. They may very well have to win two road games to get to the Super Bowl. Right. There are two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, probably top five all time in this field that they would have to get through. That's challenging. And they, yes, they've had some inconsistency down the stretch here, but they also are capable of getting really hot because they're really talented. So either way, I don't think it would surprise anybody because they are that talented. I agree. And well coached, like you said. I, I think that if this team does what it's capable of. Now, when you get to the postseason, if you lay an egg and you just act a fool and spit the ball up, then you just gagged. But if they show up and execute and take advantage of their talent everywhere and and just take care of business, I, I, I just don't see them being an easy out. So you got them in the Super Bowl. Okay, but the easy out is not definitive. That's just saying they're going to play tough. That doesn't make. That doesn't mean they're going to the Super Bowl. That's my question. You That's got why I never blamed him for losing to Aaron Rodgers on the pass to the tight okay, end. But being, but, because but, that you know, was just they don't ridiculous. hang banners. They don't hang banners for being easy, not being easy out. I, I got no you. one. No one glorifies hey, not being are we easy sure out. Sure that this team doesn't. Okay. Well, again, <laughs> wait, you know, wait, try. They're not going to be an easy out. Ooh, wait is. Way to make a statement. Well, that was my question. You got him in there? You got him in L.A. in three, four weeks? I, I don't know about the say. Super Bowl. Because you're worried about I, this team because coming I up. Rob, 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 Rob hit it on the head when you talk about best chance. Yeah. It's, it's the fact that they, they don't have home field advantage and they would potentially have to go through Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers in back-to-back road weeks if yeah. they win this game. That does not make this a best chance. Is it possible? Yes. Yes. That's why that doesn't make this the best. I don't chance. think Brady is going to have what Brady had last year. Too many injuries. I think Cowboys could. You know what he has? What he had last Tampa. year. Tom Brady. Seven, Tom Brady. No, Brady. Brady's absolutely great. <laughs> I will say though, I think we're going to learn a lot about Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn this weekend because in terms of how Dan can prepare his guys and X's and O's matchup with Kyle Shanahan, both of whom are just top coaches, is going to be really interesting. And with Kellen. I, I know we can't deny how productive this offense has been, but I still feel like there have been a lot of questions with him, and I want to see if he's been holding back some tricks and holding back some ways to prepare guys. Show it this week, Kelly. It Get might your be bag. the last game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he did not hold anything back. 
I said if he. I, I thought he was. I, I thought know he was you playing did. I, I know you did. You were wrong. And well, we, we told you that. We that don't time. know. You know, sometimes when you think I'm wrong, What's that? and then two <laughs> months later, somebody makes a comment. And I go, hey, chill. Did you hear that comment? <laughs> when they said wrong. when they said they had a few things they didn't want to show. <laughs> no. And you always go, oh, that's not what that means. That's, that's not. not what that it, means. Stop. <clears throat> I'm going to say this. I'm going to go ahead and say it. What do you count on with this team? Okay, the defense has been this or that. Mike has been awesome. You can count on Micah. I, I count on Dak. Push comes to shove, it's time. And, and I think Dak is going to make a run. I think they'll play Green Bay in the championship game. I'm not going to call anything beyond that. So you both believe that the 49ers are going to beat them and they're going to play in the <laughs> NFC championship No, no, I never said the 49ers are going to well, beat you, them. Then, then I said it's the worst matchup they could have you've, in you've, the first round. You've changed your opinion from a few weeks ago that they can't beat this team. Yeah. Right? Because I didn't hear you say that, but you were concerned that's about I, this that's matchup. I was asking you there. I'm like, I yeah. didn't they say can't it that strongly. Them. I said the two teams that I think they would have the most trouble with would be the 49ers and the Rams. Okay. And that threw Mishota off. What are you over over okay. Tampa and Green Bay? To be fair, a lot of things throw him shit. <laughs> he just went sideways He's on me. He's got a quick yeah. He'll... I think the 49ers yeah. game will help them why we love him. in yep. their yep. run. Because it ain't gonna be easy. It's gonna be nasty. Right. They need to be able to win a tough game yes. to get that. Right. Yeah, and the thing about it is is it's the Cowboys history that's the albatross, that's the, the cloud over them. They have not done it. They have not shown they could do it. These people have not won anything. That's right. Okay, and so it's. I'm just. It's just no, 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 they, they, like no, you've been so covering it, it, since '98. Well, mean, it's they, not these people. It's the people before them and it, the people before all them. All of them. They've, they've <laughs> never done it, and, and until right. they do it, you cannot be definitive about what they can do. I love their elements, though. We, Quinn, listen. Kellen Moore, listen. Zach. I'll, Micah, I'll Demarcus, Diggs. Uh, Trayvon. Yeah. I mean, uh, no, as, as I said at the beginning, no excuses. They're healthy. Get it done. It's time to but go. But if they don't get it done, we're going to hear they see they can't beat tough teams. That can't beat teams with winning records. They only beat on the NFC. All this stuff Question is going to come back. I have only been Mr. Brightside twice in my 24 years. 2014, when the idiot refs screwed him <laughs> on a great play by Tony Romo and Des Bryant. Yeah. Should have gone down in history yeah, yeah, on yeah. a fourth down uh, that year he had, and this year. Aaron Rodgers had four minutes left. Okay, they, I, I've got two questions for y'all. That's, that's yeah. true. Two yes-no questions. For, yeah. Okay, here we go. Okay, will will this fact will the game be determined in part by one Greg Zerline's leg and two Mike McCarthy's clock management? See, that's the other thing when we talked about the coaching advantage. We didn't get to. Do yeah. you trust so Mike yes. McCarthy late in the game decision making, clock management, all of that over Shanahan? I think a lot of that stuff's overblown. I'm so gonna say no and no. No to you. and no. Okay, what do you think? Uh, no and no. I think. I mean, the stuff they've said about Zerline. Or not stuff, but Fossil saying that he's he's trying to find it. I mean that that that's a question mark because they I'm not sure they know he'll be fine. He's a veteran. I, no, I think so too. He'll suck so it too. up and make them. Uh, we got to go tomorrow. We got Mashota and Bobby Belt and Nick Eatman. Uh, we'll throw a lot of this stuff around. You guys enjoy the rest of your week. Thanks for letting me talk some Cowboys football with you again. And uh, thanks to all of you who were asking us when the show would come back. That was awesome that you guys cared. We got a lot of fans. Some of us have little isolation issues. Whew. Boy, didn't we though, Rob? It's good to be back. Learn a little something about yourself. Yes. Stuck in a bedroom for nine days. You had COVID too? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, let's go ahead and hit that song again, Chris Beam. The one that you said you have. 
Ah, happy birthday to Rookie as we go out. Uh, I'm 12 days clear of it. Chill, relax. Can't transmit at this point. Um, Way to have okay. non-infectious viral load. He's got that sanitizer well, ready, though. Okay, Fauci. Well, hey, test, testing positive these days is real easy. Let me just tell you. Real easy. Yeah. We got to go. We'll talk at 4 tomorrow. See you then. Bye. Bye. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?